You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. Going. I'm recording. I'm recording. Right, cool. the podcast. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to uh, Triple Radio. <laughs> Are you being extra November. quiet now? Well, I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> I thought he was keeping people in. It's just like, I'm, hey, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be low key. I suppose. It's why am not? Am I now too quiet? No, no, it's good. It's fine. It's, these are all okay. good levels. This is the the extra. This is the uh, triple radio, uh, soothing, soothing, yeah. quiet Zen podcast. Yeah, I guess. Hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, that's Dave. That's Weiss. Hi. We're all gonna bring our levels down to Dave's level because he's not supposed to use his voice that much. <clears throat> I'm not that feeling well. coughing. I've got a thing. I've got a. <laughs> I've got some I've got some throat sludge and if I try to power through the throat sludge then I will strain my vocal cords and I will not be able to right. do all the recording that I need to get through in the next 2 days before I hop on a plane and fly to Orlando cuz we are taking the children to Disney World again again oh, wow. well we decided to just bite the bullet and do it while our oldest is still in the mood to like do that with us and not hate every minute of it Um, because we know that that we're just i'm sure certain that that is going to change at any moment and it's just going to turn on a dime (laughs) and then she'll be too too cool for school and then she'll be too cool for school it could happen while we're there for all i know but we're we're we're, we're gonna try so far everyone's super excited about it and then this is i think going to be the last big expensive family vacation we are going to take hopefully (laughs) for (laughs) For a while for for a while yeah, because yeah. you're going to have a dog soon, right? We are cat. not getting a dog. Oh. That is not oh. actually under consideration. But my kids oh. made such an excellent pitch with <sighs> visual aids and diagrams and a PowerPoint. Um, they they really did make a good pitch, and they, are, they did a lot of research. And my oldest is on PetFinder.com every day looking for a hypoallergenic animal for us to get. Mm-hmm. It's not happening, and I'm not seriously considering caring for yet another living thing under this house, especially not while I have to record. It needs to be a quiet animal, so that means it yeah, needs to be a cat. Trick. And ah. I, 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 cats and I don't really have any mutual affection for each other, but I'm led to understand cats don't really have affection for anyone, except for the yeah, people that tell right. you, like, no, cats love you. But, you, but, found the right but cat. you cat lovers, Weiss, you cat lovers out yeah. there, I feel like the it, it's the self-effacing joke, right? That like you love your cat and your cat hates you or your cat treats you like you are its servant. Mm-hmm. It's it's having a roommate more than like, like a dog is default loves you. Like to the degree for a person like me going like, Okay, you do this to everybody. <laughs> like, like, is this is this love? You're just you're doing this to everybody. Versus like when the cat does it, it's just like, oh shit, this is a, a thing. Okay, you actually enjoy my company. We're having a real and you hate now. everybody. Else. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my cat is more of a dog. I mean, she isn't a cat that goes in laps, hates being picked up, all that stuff. Wants to like sit near me and look away 
like uh, <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I w- I w- I will confess that being I'm alone eight hours a day, and it would be nice to have a little buddy mm-hmm. with me. Like I see I see um uh friend friend of our organization Dale North. I see him on Twitter showing off mm-hmm. how his his corgi is a studio dog, and he just mm-hmm. hangs out there in the studio with him. And I feel like that would work for me if I already had a dog before I did this, before I did all this recording mm. stuff. And they were mm-hmm. already trained to be quiet. Because I don't want to start from zero. Yeah. I don't want to have to start for like, yeah, like, it's like having a new baby that's crying all the time. Yes, eventually I could work it out. But like, mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't. I can't deal but with yeah, it. Yeah, you don't get a puppy. You, you got to get one that's like already a couple years old. Yeah, that's I mean, or I got has yeah. some manners. Yeah. yeah, my cat, I got it. Uh, she was like just about three and on the reverse, uh, like had an ex where we were like uh, trying to like train a puppy. And like, that's mm. that's way too much work. You're not going to want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, basically both my, my dogs. Well, uh, my, my dogs, as I got them, were basically already poop trained, you know, mm-hmm. just had to get the one to not be terrified enough to like let us know that like go do the outside thing yeah you right know? and uh but yeah but they were you know like around a year or more old um mm-hmm. so you know they, they'd already gotten some some work done on them and you don't have to worry about crate training because you're home all yeah. the time like it's not like both you and jan go to work so yeah yeah there's at least that okay yeah yeah well yeah, I mean, see, okay. also, you, you know, two, you what, two are you know on what? the kids' side. I can see you're. you're... <laughs> and then yes, sure, we I like have this. pets, Dave, and we know it makes you miserable. So of course we're on your kids' side. God well, then it. you get you get like a senior dog. They can try it out, and it's not as long of a commitment. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, honestly, that is a, a legit argument, like against yeah, yeah. Julia Page, is that like she's all you know dog now, but like mm-hmm. she's going to go to college. Yeah, and then right. that dog's not her problem. Exactly. Anymore, I got seven know? years. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, like, you've got things like fostering if you, yeah. you know, if, if you can do that. We have some friends that do weird. that and, you know, mm-hmm. for, they have a dog for two weeks and. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could try it and see if it fits into our lives. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, what if I fall in love? <laughs> then I'm in it. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's a trap. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how you extend the olive branches. Like, you know what? We're, we'll try the fostering thing. We'll see, you know, what to do. Or something, and uh, and you see and you see how it goes. Is it, and you might just you, be like, you... you know what, that dog is barking. Like, you know, I'm trying to record stuff, and uh, you know, it's ah, uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, kids. It's right, you. My you, career. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you posit that as extending the olive branch, whereas to me that feels like the ultimate capitulate. Like if I give it, like inch, you're lowering the drawbridge. That, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then it's all. It's all. Well, we did it. We tried it. We had a dog. Once the dog is in the house, yeah, then it's over. Then it's over. Because then like, they'll be like, well, that dog though. didn't work out, but how about another one? How about another mm-hmm. one? And then it's a succession try, try of dogs, a dogs until we find one. Once that drawbridge is open, yeah. then the hordes are invading. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Well, but then you found the right dog and everything's great. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the problem. Oh, boy. No, the problem is if you want to go places and do stuff. Um, yeah. Ask, ask me how I know. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't want, I love my dogs very much, but boy, mm-hmm. when their elderly asses are gone, 
I'm going to be able to do some things on the weekend that I can't just do now. Like, just go, <laughs> just go on a quick weekend trip. Just go overnight somewhere. Just, ah, mm-hmm. you know, just. <clears throat> oh, that is literally the, the biggest part of like any trip is like yeah. once that, then it's like, oh, okay. Then everything else I can just yeah, do that. Like I need someone in my house at least, you know, every eight hours to make sure my dogs <laughs> don't shit everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And even then they're old, you know, for, for cats, it's easier for on that end. Yeah, that so, is easier. You, yeah. you can leave yeah. the cat for a bit, but yeah. Not yeah, it's like one, once a day, feed the cat. That's it. <laughs> Woo. James mm. All right. So let's, uh, yeah. Pet talk. Talk about some other <laughs> stuff. I suppose. Okay. Has um, there been news? Has, has there been any big gaming news? I mean, well, they, they announced that new steam deck. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Was, yeah OLED, that was awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah, the OLED Steam Deck, and yeah, it sounds like probably. it's better in every. That's that's the thing. All the reviews are like glowing about this thing. No, you can't say it's it's not better in every way because it still has the same power in it. It doesn't actually run things better. Right. They just yeah. look nicer. Yeah. Oh okay. And it's still. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not why you're buying a Steam Deck, but the video out is still 720, which is yeah. a bummer for me. Yeah, as a portable device, it is better in, you know, but it's more powerful, but it does look better and it has a little bit of a better. No, it's like the same. It has a slightly different form. It's lighter. Oh, that's cool. It is. is, Yeah, it is significantly lighter. It's a big honking. Yeah, better screen, bit bigger screen. The uh, I think one of the versions comes with a nicer, like a case with a case inside it. So it's a little more portable. Fits in a bag a little bit easier. A case within a case. Whoa. Because it's like. I feel like to you guys that like everybody's racing to get things out before Switch 2 at this point. Like (laughs) Sony had their little. I don't know that that's I mean, like it's good. It's obviously good. It doesn't feel like it. They they rushed it in that sense, but. I was just sort of like, oh, everybody's trying to put a portable on the market right now. I hadn't thought of it in that way, but when you look at, yeah, the release of the PlayStation Portal, uh, it, it does mm-hmm. kind of appear that way, doesn't it? And I, I follow yeah. the like retro emulation handheld scene, mm-hmm. uh, and there, I, I mean, it feels like there's always new models coming out, but it definitely, like... Right. I'm I'm on the verge of buying yet another one of those, I think, and I mm-hmm. am, I'm having a lot of trouble deciding just what I want from a dedicated handheld now. So, yeah, um, I think that's my problem is there's I mean, there literally are too many, whereas I was just sort of like, oh, I should get, you know, like one to play my retro games on. And then I'm just sort of like, well, now <laughs> what do I literally want? Yeah, yeah. I can't even ch- I so I've I've got this is the Anbernic 35XX and they just released uh, a refresh of this uh, with a slightly faster processor that can go up to like a few lightweight Dreamcast games, which you really can't do on this one. This one does not have Wi-Fi, so to transfer ROMs, you always have to pop out the SD card, which right. is not a huge hassle. Um, but I, I've been playing with this a lot because I've been trying, I've been running Pico 8 games on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pico 8 is the virtual platform that targets a semi sort of imaginary 8-bit spec. Um, and it, it runs like the, the, game, the, the games are ultra lightweight. They are usually kilobytes in size. The games themselves are distributed as PNG picture files. 
so you can like right click to save them when they run in the browser you can run them in a browser you can run them on anything um mm -hmm. but uh there's there's another retro handheld that uh I, i've seen that has a a perfectly square screen so it's best mm -hmm. for playing game boy games and it's best for playing pico yeah. 8 games which is also a perfect square at native resolution um, and Super NES is close to it's like eight by seven yeah. at its native resolution, okay. which which looks weird to me. Still, I always stretch it out to four <laughs> by three. Um, but yeah, but but then you know sometimes I daydream like, well, you know that's like a hundred dollar handheld, but the hundred thirty forty dollar ones also do GameCube and some PS2, right. and so I don't I I just don't know what I want anymore. It's like. Do you want to play everything or do you want to play a few things the best that they can be? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Like I have this, <laughs> I have this thought in my head that like, man, there's a bunch of GameCube games that I'd go back to if I could play them on a handheld. But what I really like, I never, I never play my switch in handheld mode. I always play it docked. So the whole, that whole idea that I would sit around playing stuff handheld has not panned out. Talk right. about this. You work in your house. You don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. I have a switch light, and more and more, I'm just sort of like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> wouldn't mind it being docked. But I think, like Ed, I've said before, like I just need to. It's all presentation. Like I need it to feel like special. So like, if it's a pile of ROMs, I'm less likely to play it than like, oh, one new thing just popped up on Nintendo Online. Yeah. And then it sparkles as a package and I go, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I'll play that. Yeah. <laughs> something new for my brain to Right. Yeah, it's curation. Mm -hmm. I decided to get that and the expansion pass for this year because my thing was up. Uh -huh. Um, more or less just because I wanted my child to have easier because he, you know, that's how he gets into shit. It's the yeah. easiest way to get emulated old sure. games yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Um, which led to him playing a lot of Winback on N64. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Like, okay, dude. Yeah, he was super into that for about a week. <laughs> oh, I was like, totally expecting Mario Party 3. <laughs> no, no, I think he, I don't remember. I think he played that and said it sucked. Um, but uh, yeah, Winback, he was really, because I mean, he doesn't really, I don't, what other third person shooters do I put in front of him yeah. you know none he plays splatoon, splatoon. which is very yeah. different but in terms of actually a guy with a gun shooting people he's like i feel like solid snake and i'm like yeah that's what they were going for like <laughs> really at the time something like that except that's more third person shooting. Yeah. yeah yeah and i'm just like okay yeah winback's not gonna hurt you but yeah now he's now he's off of that and on other stuff we spent yeah, a couple of great nights with banjo kazooie on uh, uh, on the n64 to, and and a yeah. whole week with pokemon snap um, nice. and for me, it was having having that sin and punishment right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't think I've played. I haven't touched any of those yet, but mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, that's it. So, nice they're there. Yeah. <laughs> as much as people were just like, oh, you can get those on other things. I'm like, yeah, they're on my Steam Deck, but they're on my Switch. And if I'm with the Switch is with me, they're there if I want to yeah. play them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> especially right. for, multi for multiplayer stuff. Just syncing Switch mm -hmm. controllers just makes that so much easier mm. than yeah and yeah i I'm, i don't really put my steam deck into my kids hands and i yeah. and i haven't really considered building him like a dedicated emulator computer i don't know just that, that kid has trouble with computers he's too good at them <laughs> um, but we're not good enough for there would age, be violations but... of protocol 
Yeah. It's, yeah, it's AI. So. You don't want it synced up to the internet. I yeah. just, you know, <laughs> he's got to learn some control before I let him loose. Mm. With that. Yeah. So it's a yeah, very <clears throat> baby steps, but whatever. It's fine. He has plenty of freaking games to play. He's gotten really into playing Mario Maker 2 and making levels and uploading them and seeing, that, oh, my great. God, people played it and some people liked it. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, dude. And Aww. like, yeah, that's some good validation. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of the stuff he's made is pretty cool. And a lot of it is just him putting a million enemies on the screen and giving you a star, and then you run through them to the end. And that's also fun. Yeah. It's not not fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's some yeah. whole Mario Wonder levels based on that concept. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I finished that game. Oh, we have not. Yeah. we. I wouldn't say we fell off hard. It's just time for Jan and I to play together has been scarce, but we played enough mm-hmm. more of it that I definitely have a deeper and fonder appreciation for it. It's, it's definitely going, it's, it's going to be somewhere in my top five games this year at our end of the year podcast. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to come in here. I was like, man, I let Dave get away with talking a lot of shit last, last episode about that game. Yeah. You want, you want to tell, you want to tell me what's up? No, no, no. I just say I just think it was really good. That's like, I mean, that was a breezy fifteen hours of playing Mario. I didn't realize I put that much time into it. I was just having a lot of having a great time. Well, I mean, just like you know, I, there's something to be said. Like, yeah, it's not like exploration, finding secrets as much as like a 3D Mario. But you know, classically, Mario is you know barreling through 2D levels, yeah. and it's yeah. very good at that, and that's fun. And like, I have enjoyed in games like really with galaxy and odyssey just those moments when they have um you know stages that are laid out like more of a classic platformer and yeah. you have to you know go through them quicker or with some more skill and it's it's more of like a classic platforming challenge um yeah secrets are neat but they never sell me on a game i guess yeah. thinking about it um what well, this a- game it, it i was gonna say it does i was because it was like right after we did that podcast i went back to the desert level which i had cleared and i'm yeah. like oh mm-hmm. there is a ton of levels here that i just did not find yeah just, they're like off to the- yeah they're yeah you could just go i'm like wow that's weird this world was really short there was like five levels and i'm out of here and then just like oh wait if i had walked out into the desert i would have found like a dozen like more three, levels yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what i well what i do what I did, what I have found is that there are, they have really found a way to implement that sense of discovery. And it's, it's less that I would call them secrets so much as, you know, Nintendo's are, Nintendo are masters of designing levels in such a way to lead your eye to something that is probably just off screen. Like, you yeah, can, yeah the, the way that you can see maybe the, 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 the edge of the ground, mm-hmm. if it's, if, if there are pits, but then suddenly the ground trails off gently instead, instead of jumping over it like a pit, that it's just a subtle indicator like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I can actually go down there and it's not an instant, you know, maybe that's something different. So there's all these wonderful, subtle little visual cues that have they, uh, that recreates the same sense of discovery that I think they have been implementing so well in their 3d games um to a surprising degree and that's that's what's tickling me more is that sense of discovery as opposed like the the ones that you barrel through and it's a it's a platforming challenge are always a rigorous like calisthenic workout you know that does tickle that part of your brain that's like "Mm, yeah fucking nailed it 
Um, but, uh, but, but for me, it's really that they have more than any other Mario game. And, and, and I loved Mario world for what we can call the mm-hmm. secrets, but, but really it's just yeah. stuff that's just outside the bounding box of, of the screen. And they're mm-hmm. so good at just leading Raj where, wait a minute, <clears throat> there might be something in that direction. Um, that's, that's delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I was kind of going back through getting coins and stuff, but you know, that takes a while. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I don't know if I'll finish doing that, but it was not, but you know, I just pick it up every now and then just like, oh, I'll grab a coin or two and who knows, maybe I'll get to the end of it. I'm on like the third world finishing that up now, I think. Well, what, that's another thing that I like about it is that, is that like the, the coins, the things that you can collect are usually are almost always tied to level design. Like it's not just an mm-hmm. arbitrary, oh, here's a difficult to reach thing. It's like, I need to figure out the path of the level in order to get to that thing in, in sort of a lateral thinking Wario land kind of level design that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. I guess like my brain wandered to the I'm I'm sure very basic level design thing, but what I liked about the letters in Donkey Kong Country is that if you got a K and then you see an N, you went, Oh shit. You know it's somewhere between <laughs> yeah. those two. Like that kind of leading. <laughs> that's true, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember something I was I feel like I was playing something somewhat recently that had that kind of a situation where I immediately knew that I missed mm-hmm. something left behind. I um, like knowing like the the parameters that I can like fuck around and it's it's between these two things. Mm-hmm. It's hidden, but it's here. Yeah. Yeah. You do get a little bit of that in Mario Wonder because there's three coins and when you get one of them it goes into a you know, it shows you on the screen and it's like if you ordered, get the first yeah. one and then you get the third one, you're like, oh, I missed one. Or you get the second one, you're like, oh, I, you know, you know roughly yeah. where it is. Yeah. Um, I think Mario Land 2 did that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Mario Land 2. Mario Land 2. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Wario. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. One of those did. Yeah. Uh, all I got game-wise is been playing a bit more of the Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the writing in that game is just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's <laughs> it is one of those games where you need to have like a Thanksgiving size weekend to like sit down and concentrate and like <laughs> look at it while you're reading the thing. Uh. Um, but yeah, very it's it's weird because you're putting points into you know like it's it's an RPG of course. But it's more opening up, like, for me, it's opening up, like, more jokes than it is, like, helping me do anything <laughs> worthwhile. It's like, if I put points into this, I get more funny options. All right, well, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Uh, have run into it. I will say it's really weird when you're playing a game that is digital, that's not on a cartridge, and then it just uh glitches out and gives you an error like you jostled the system where it's just sort of like oh like game remove game removed or you know like very similar kind of like error where i'm just like what the f-? it's i'm in a skill tree <laughs> like i'm i'm literally looking at text this shits the bed yeah and it just shits the bed i only had one of those but 
dangers of playing on Switch versus PC, I suppose. No, I think that's probably a danger on PC too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> times. No, nowhere you're safe from the danger. Yeah, you can't escape the danger. Um, yeah, I. I uh, what? Oh, okay. I couldn't even remember. Did you play that back? No, back I haven't played it yet. That that's my oh. like. That's like my when I had COVID regret game. I just for, mm. completely <laughs> forgot that I had libraries of games on this computer in this room that I was spending COVID. I, I probably could have beaten Disco Elysium like during those four days of just sitting in here. Um, and yeah, yeah like the, a week later, I was just like, oh, right. God, what what was I doing? Like, <laughs> the fuck playing freaking Hyrule Warriors and shit. Um, <laughs> Talk about getting a star and plowing through people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, uh, you recall I was playing, I had played like a week of Spider-Man 2 at the time. Hmm. Um, yeah, I finished that game, 100% of that game, got the platinum in that game. That game is all done. <laughs> Did everything there is to do. Yeah, I don't know, Dave. You were saying you saw somebody saying it makes the first one obsolete, yeah. which I think is now playing it just absurd. Um, I mean, they it, it's better. Like it's better than that. It's and it's better than Miles, but the the games have stories, you know, hmm. that you want to follow. Well, along is it more and... analogous to a Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom kind of thing then? I don't even think that it no. feels more. In, I don't know. Maybe that person. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their argument was behind it. Yeah. Or, or maybe they're looking at it. It's just like, oh, man, you need the web wings like that changes the whole game. And it's yeah. just like, ah, I don't know about that. Well, because the web wings, I feel like are there. Well, for two reasons. One is because you already spent two games swinging around. So you're probably kind of done with it. And two, because there's so much more ground to cover because they added on Queens and Brooklyn to the map. So like you sometimes you're just zipping across the river. Um, And and so you just have more ground to cover and just webbing over all of it. Be like, oh, you'd have to go to a bridge and web over it. And then it's like, no, you just just what they give you the web wings right off the rip. And okay. Uh, show you how to use them. So I mean, uh, I get maybe that's... that sentiment comes from it having largely the same map, but with the addition of Brooklyn and Queens. Is that uh, maybe I don't know thing to say? I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, they did they use that Manhattan map twice, uh, but the, you know the side activities are different. And the first, like Richard played through all of the first game. He's working on Miles now. Yeah. Um, and you know the side activities are. It's like you can like get through those games just the story of them relatively quickly. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing everything cause I want to unlock all the suits cause I think they're cool and unlock all the powers or an upgrade, all the gadgets. Like, you know, I'm going all in at Spider-Man. Yeah. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, Richard's playing through, he's like, nah, I don't really care about that stuff. Like he enjoyed unlocking the suits a lot, but like, he just kind of, he mostly just mainlined it. Um, mm. and he seems to mostly be doing that with miles. Just kind of just going from one thing to the next, just getting through the game. So that's cool. But anyway, Spider-Man 2 was awesome. Like, I thought the story in that game was real good. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, it's Spider-Man, you kind of know. Um, <laughs> you can wear yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, from the that was the the tease at the end of the first game is like Harry's in a tank and there's like a symbiote in there. So it's like, Oh, okay. I see you know, this, you, you know, what's happening in the next game and they sell the game with a giant venom statue. Yes. So you <laughs> know what's going to happen eventually. Just like with, 
you know, Doc Ock in the first one, you know what happens with Otto Octavius yeah. and his prosthetic limb experiments. Right. Um, but it's still enjoyable yeah. getting to that point and seeing it happen. Um, no, it doesn't. Pl- plots don't need to have like a surprise at the end. Like you can have fun with the audience knowing and building mm-hmm. that. You can make a lot of jokes out of that tension. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they find ways to, I mean, to my knowledge, they haven't done like a Harry Osborn is venom story mm-hmm. before. I mean, spoiler to the obvious direction this game was headed um, from the end of the first one that came out five years ago. Uh, but there is a lot of, there's things they do with the side missions um, in the way they build out like, or kind of tie in other characters in Spider-Man's universe. Um, They do that in creative ways that, you know, when they make those reveals, I'm like, Oh, duh, of course that's what they were doing this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, And those I'll be vague about because they're more fun to figure (laughs) out. Uh, But yeah, there's like one, like all, I don't know. The side quests generally have interesting resolutions to them. And there was one where it was like two beats before the end of it that I was like, oh, this is what character they're they're doing here. And then, you know, there was another one. It was like at the end of it. I was like, oh, uh, okay, yes, that that is who this character is. (laughs) Obviously, and this is obvious what obviously what they were doing. Um, And it makes more sense at the end. But it's they they do good stuff with that in the side quest and integrating other Spider-Man characters. so yeah. And yeah, Miles is like the main guy in those games now apparently, so that's also cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been long enough that I feel like there's at least like half a generation that's growing up with more Miles than Peter, only in that like No Way Home was like, I mean, Peter was already there. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a new Peter story, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of a remix. So, I don't know. I'd love to love to see where that's going. Yeah. 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 Miles seems to be like the one like replacement superhero that actually worked. Um, yeah. You know, actually I mean, caught on. Written well. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I'm trying to think of who the other ones are, but yeah. Well, I think back to, you know, like the 90s when it's like, or, you know, Superman's going to die and he's going to come back as blue Superman. That's going to last for like a week. But there's also right. Superboy and Supergirl and like. Batman gets his his back broken and gets replaced by some other guy. And like Hal Jordan's not the green lantern, but now he is the green lantern again. And the switching around who the flash is and And Thor and yeah. Yeah. And Thor and Captain America and uh, you know, just all these different things they've tried. Well, I mean, like Ms. Marvel is also caught on uh, a decent amount. Um, But yeah, miles is just like, is the one that has people being like, Peter Parker could just leave now. We're just done with that guy, mm-hmm. you know. Well, some people um <laughs> still cling to the past. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's just <laughs> I mean like both Spider-Man and Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel was kind of the replacement Spider-Man anyways mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. That's why the story was so good. So mm-hmm. Yeah, other stuff. Uh let's see. I finished Spider-Man. Oh, I finished Sea of Stars. That was good. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that was good all the way through. I have I wish they made it easier to get around the map sooner, but you don't really need to until you technically don't really need to until the point when they're like, you know, here you can 
<laughs> here's here's a mechanism from getting around very easy. But there's definitely some moments in that game where it's like you feel like you should maybe be side questing or you have to backtrack somewhere and getting around is just kind of a pain in the ass. So I mostly didn't do it um, until the point where it was like, oh, good, I can just land. I can fly, you know, basically uh, and, and get to where I need to get to. But that goes that story, you know, in world goes in some cool places um, and keeps changing things up throughout. So. And it looks really good and the music's yeah. really good. So, yeah, I don't know if I like that or uh, chained echoes more. Both very good oh. in that in that vein of sixteen mm-hmm. bit RPGs, but now, uh, right. um, let's see. I well, now I'm back to Baldur's Gate. Hmm. I had left off at the end of Act Two, so I'm working through Act Three now. Um, lots going on there. Um, so I'm playing Alan Wake Two now. <laughs> Boy, um, mm-hmm. yeah, which I can't play. I can only play it selective moments where I'm the only one in the living room. Because, <laughs> you know, that is a game I definitely cannot play in front of my child. He yeah. will have nightmares. Um, and, and my wife doesn't like spooky things either. So um, <laughs> it's tough. T- it's just pretty much just like, okay, I just have to be the only one in the house or everyone has to have gone to bed for me to squeeze some time in with it. Um mm-hmm. I, so I don't want to downplay this, but I was like, I don't see why it had people like, or has people like, you know, an, an insane, like, oh my yes. God, game of the year. Like maybe it got like, cause I didn't get to play it for like a few weeks after it came out. So I definitely got to hear a lot of people being like, oh, this yeah. is, this is it. This is the new game of the year. This, you know, <laughs> this is it. You know, Yet it was all tears game of the, the kingdom contender. and some people with Baldur's Gate 3 of the, yeah, just like, oh man, just a lot of people very excited about Alan Wake 2. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I got to play this. Like, I got to see what's going on with it. Um, and I'm not sure, like I've heard there's like a point at which like, you know, the key really turns over uh, in the engine per se. And uh, it really, you know, and that's when it's like, you know, it kind of shows its hand more. And I don't know if I'm there. See what, okay. So what I don't know what's going on is mm-hmm. if the people that are hyped about it like either didn't finish or didn't like Alan Wake 1 whereas I did finish Alan Wake 1 and I really liked it so I'm just like wondering if now they're yeah. getting into Alan Wake 2 and liking the Alan Wakey things that did and they're like oh my god this is great well meanwhile having played mm-hmm. Alan Wake 1 and the DLCs and American Nightmare like and was very into what Alan Wake was doing that this is I'm like well this is great Alan Wake stuff but like what are, what are people freaking out about <laughs> like I can only go off of one specific case because apparently I will when he finishes Alan Wake 2 he's letting me borrow his Xbox so I'll be playing Control in Alan Wake 2 which oh, I'm nice. excited <laughs> um, very excited for but yeah he's definitely a this is game of the year but also played like all of the Alan Wake 1 okay. stuff so, all right. but I also, you know, only know so much <laughs> about Alan Wake 2 at this point. So I feel yeah. like what I, I, I feel I, like I've been hearing this praise from people who l- have loved most remedy games and mm-hmm. like, yes, are now and, and are kind of only now looking back at control and being like, wow, you know, control was kind of maybe the best remedy game to date. And Alan Wake 2 takes some of the best advances that they have made in terms of game design and storytelling and control and re-implemented them into our favorite remedy ip 
Mm. thus alan wake it's like i i feel like that's the praise i see is that it's the perfect synthesis of both the alan wake Mm -hmm. everyone loved back in the day plus all the you know the Mm -hmm. the iterative game design that remedy has since achieved yeah similarly i heard uh like a couple people like and because people like to bring up wes anderson a lot just in that sense that remedy does uh, a very similar thing that if it works for you, it's great. And they kind of did that again mm. in that they very far from what is remedy. But if that thing is the thing that you like, they made a thing that you like. Well, yeah. 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 Oh no, I'm not saying that I don't like it at all. Like it's, Oh yeah. Like yeah. they're the, the, I mean, it, this is probably the new best looking game I've ever played. Um, wow. Okay. It looks just like insane. Uh, the, the, you know, the characters, the environments, um, mm-hmm. like the grass. And this was some of this is some stuff they did do in control with the way they uh, just have like, I guess, graphical effects and hazes and explosion and the way they kind of blur things when weird stuff is happening. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like when you're going through dark areas, uh, like like pretty early on, like you're in a forest. um you know, as this FBI agent and like the sun is setting. So like there are, are spots where there's like sunlight um, and you can see things pretty clearly, but when you're in the woods, as, as when you're in the woods in real life, it is darker. Um, so, and it just like, it just looks really cool. <laughs> it's like, just does they do a really good job with the, you know, the light and the, this, the effects that they put on everything and making you feel like you're in the place uh and the way they'll you know just like the way enemies will show up um it's it's real good stuff um <laughs> and and the audio design of it um as well yeah so it's just like yeah i've done some stuff with the fbi agent i'm doing some stuff with with mr wake now um we'll see where all this goes Kind of the cool thing that they do. So you're you're this FBI agent, Saga Anderson, who's investigating like a murder, um, which <laughs> a murder, a murder uh, which is like a guy from the first game who is like come stumbling out of the lake now, 13 years later, oh. um, and then is ritualistically killed. This is like the first thing that happens in the game. Um, That's so a you're, man stuck in a lake for 13 yeah. years and then <laughs> yeah App, so you're investigating it and like she has a uh a mind palace sort of deal where it's like you just tap you tap the home <laughs> button but it's like because the way these things load now it's just like instant and like you're in this room oh, in her head where she has like all of her notes and you have like a you know a cork board organizing right. like all the elements of the case and the evidence together and like putting and it has you like putting pictures and pieces of evidence together and you're following finding pieces of like uh, you know Alan Wake's writing and mm-hmm. reading those and implementing those in the whole thing and then similarly uh, when you're playing as Alan, he has his writer's room where you're putting mm. together pieces of the story. Like you have a big storyboard wall um, you know, it's, where you're putting it's things funny. together. Well, Justin, like, because that reminds me so much of Heavy Rain uh, in a way. Oh, that guy. To, that guy. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and just like Alan Wake and Heavy Rain were both the two like games that were clearly from Twin Peaks. <laughs> so like <laughs> seeing them merge together makes so much sense. 
Yeah. And it, it just, it works because you just, you just tap a button and then you're there. Um, and you're going through that stuff and it's, it's cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing like that kind of come together more, uh, as yeah. I keep playing like so far there honestly hasn't been like a ton of combat, which is funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's certainly sections and there's been more of it uh, with what I've been doing with uh, Alan Quake. Mm-hmm. But awesome. yeah, with, like, I swear I was like an hour and a half into the game before I shot a gun. I'm like, what the? I wasn't wow. like not entertained. It was still interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's still engaging. Um, it was just like, maybe you could you could do a little more combat just to get me used to shooting things <laughs> here and there. Um, so it's cool. I'm hoping I can finish it before people are doing end of year podcasts and stuff. So I oh, know yeah. what all happens and I don't get anything spoiled for me and all that. Um, yeah, it would be nice if I get to it before the end of the year, but we'll see. Yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah we'll see. Yeah. I've got, uh, no movies on this one. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Oh, I saw one. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the Marvels. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Marvels. Not charmed. I didn't uh, get to. I. I. I, I know I'm fast. I just like her. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. The 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 actress that plays Ms. Marvel is fantastic. She's doing. Yeah. Monvalot. Yeah. She 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 should be, um, yeah, kind of the center of that cinematic universe moving forward. Um. Yeah. Richard Richard just didn't like it. Um, he, he was just there for the cat really. Um, (laughs) I was, you know, the movie it's walking a fine line and I, it's probably getting more hate than it deserves. It's definitely getting more hate than it deserves. I feel like I've seen, um, like it starts out and it feels like a, um, you know, as someone who's read a lot of comics, it feels like a Marvel team up, uh, Mm -hmm. made into a movie where it's just like, okay, we're going to take these three characters and we're going to put them together and give them a reason why they're together, like as quickly as possible, just to get things moving. And kind of the fun of it is seeing those characters interact. Um, and I'm like, I'm cool. cool with that. Yeah. 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 It was, it like, it's, it's the movie is very like kind of fast and loose, uh, Mm-hmm. as as it goes on and it was just kind of like once it got to like the last half hour or so i was just like ah it's a marvel movie oh no yeah <laughs> and there's still some fun goofy stuff in there i might yeah i, I maybe uh-huh. i'll watch it again at some point but it was just like man maybe they just shouldn't have tried to have like a world ending plot in this one um in stakes yeah. like <laughs> well oh i've got two things to go off of that yeah. one I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing, so I didn't feel like talking about it per se, but I watched like a half hour of The Flash. Okay. Uh, and what it felt like to me is uh when your company makes like a quirky video mm-hmm. and it has like that kind of sense of humor where it's like, you know, Batman's parents are dead, get it? Like that kind of thing. Like we're yeah. gonna throw in a lot of like jokey jokes. Um Needless to say, I hate Ezra Miller <laughs> like as an actor and a human being, but man, he just does not like and having him at the center uh just I don't know. Like there's just something about the vibe of that movie just feels like people that didn't quite get it and thought that their jokes were a little funnier than I thought their jokes were. Mm. Uh that was just rubbing me the wrong way. But the flash vision looked super cool. 
Oh. When he ran, it looked super dope. <laughs> That's like the nicest thing I could say about that. Uh, and my my transition off of that is uh, I watched the new Doctor Who special because oh. uh, that came out. Uh, really like that. And it's kind of a small self-contained story nice. uh, for now because they're just doing like five little specials to kind of ease you into. Because the whole thing is they're... The last couple of years, they've had uh, a doctor and a writing team that hasn't worked well for people. So they brought back Russell T. Davies and David Tennant uh, uh, to kind of give this reminder of what the show was. So they have this weird like, OK, we don't want this to feel grating, but also we want to get back to like what was fun about this kind of thing. And it most it mostly worked for me. Um, for the most part, but People like it like not it. be, yeah, it, it not being a the world's going to die slash every monster has been drawn to you. We don't the one you know sort yeah. of story really yeah, helped. I would say as as an outsider of Doctor Who, it felt like mm-hmm. at some point that it stopped being like these quirky one-off weekly episodes and started having like all this overarching saga and drama Mm -hmm. that maybe it didn't need or (laughs) yeah you know you could kind of compare it to i mean because it always had that x-files thing of it has the overarching story and it has the monster of the week and Mm -hmm. you're generally going to prefer the monster of the week but the overarching story was usually compelling enough and like pulpy enough to work but when you do it too long, it you feel obliged to it. it I mean, it's, it's a Marvel thing, right? Yeah, Where yeah. you're just sort of like, oh, now you have to have this in here versus like, oh, it's fun and it's dumb. Like it's that kind of stuff always worked for me better if like the characters are leading the scene and then you get to the end of the scene. And it's just like, oh, right. We need to go to France. OK, cool. We'll go. You know, like that's where the plot shows up versus like. The plot forcing the characters to do things and then it feels like super forced all over the place but now we as a straight yeah. cis white man uh like all oh, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. cis white men uh <laughs> i have adore i i obviously uh love and adore uh doctor who and always mm-hmm. have um until they put a, a fucking woman in the lead so i just i just want to ask you this i haven't not having seen the special i just want to ask you this they don't ever make any mention of like gender pronouns or anything do they does that ever come this up? Is very, also, also, this I just very, want to ask: It's like no, his assistant's not like in a wheelchair or anything, is she? Because that would be <laughs> off. That would betray those two things. Would betray everything that right. I personally hold dear about Doctor Who. I was so trying, just tell me neither of those are in there. Trying to find the right phrasing because obviously <laughs> I'm. Uh, you know, did I just open the door for you? Aside, I'm you know obviously very very lefty i like the messages they're saying it is also every other line so like i and i i'm pro like everything is going for but it also feels like it's baiting in a way in a weird way where it's just sort of like come at us try try and say something so like while i don't agree with i'm sure the vitriol they're getting like I was just sort of like, I think the messaging could have been a little more, more organic, a little stronger if it was a little more just like subtle in a way. But also, that makes sense. like, it worked. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, the, I mean, the wheelchair stuff was totally cool. And, like, who has always done that? It was just funny that it was just sort of, like, uh, pronouns, trans, wheelchair, um, like, uh, I forget what. There was, like, five things that was, like, every other scene just had, like, a checklist of stuff. And I'm like, I like all of this. <laughs> just, like, relax. <laughs> For a second. <laughs> you, you already um, got me sit. You already got me in the chair. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to relax here. Why are you trying to woke me up so much? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. And, and there's a great, you kind of have to know the Russell T Davies, like how that feels for like the first, you know, those first five seasons. I like his writing style a lot. And it also crosses over into dad joke in the in a very loving way and like this special has like one of <laughs> one of the best worst dad joke like oh that's what's happening kind of like moments it also ties into that you know in a weird <laughs> it's just weird but it it basically it just helped me to know like what i was getting into from the start because mm-hmm. i could see myself just like starting doctor who here going like what <laughs> is happening <laughs> what is this guy's sense of humor? I don't even understand. Like it, it doesn't hold back on the pulp, which I really appreciate. Like it's, it's a whole bunch of aliens, a whole bunch of stuff happening. David Tennant is, you know, like does an amazing job. You know, he fought so hard to be that character that like with a 13 year gap, you're like, Oh, nope, that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so no, it's um, it's very enjoyable to get back to. Oh, good, good. I, I, you know, I um, uh, uh, to to betray my earlier joke, I, I've never been able to get into Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a, a big part of it is because there, while there is, of course, a lot of Doctor Who that just penetrates the general geekosphere by pure osmosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite as much as say. I feel like there was a lot that I already knew about the original series of Star Trek before I ever started watching Next Generation that I had just absorbed mm-hmm. and not really having watched that many episodes of the original series, yeah. I, I I knew. And that's something where, like, I mean, Doctor Who has such a long, continuous... Yeah. There's so much of it. <laughs> and I know that... <clears throat> The mm-hmm. episode of the week stuff is sort of counterbalanced with these sort of constant callbacks to making sure that the fans are seeing things <laughs> that they recognize, whether that's honoring it or deliberately subverting it. And and I feel like mm-hmm. there's just so much history and it would take a lot of <laughs> onboarding at this point. It's uh, sort of. Yes, it's because I've I'm almost always that guy. Like I, I had that conversation with somebody who was very, very, very into one piece where I'm just sort of like, I, that's a thousand episodes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I'm sorry. I stopped Naruto. What I thought was a long ways in and uh, <laughs> that show was just getting started. So what the nice thing with Dr. Who is that it really is kind of a hard reset with the 2005 uh, like break. And also the old Doctor is, Who is, is that that's not Christopher that's Eccleston, is it? That's yes. Eccleston, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So that's what that's when the show kind of restarted. Like the other stuff is still canon, but it takes a long time for them to even like touch on any of that stuff. Okay. Um, and I would, you know, like uh, there's a million lists that you could look into where to start and all that stuff, but like 
David Tennant's usually an easier, like, I like Eccleston, but I... I feel like um, people don't. <laughs> That's a, I feel like people don't because he didn't like it either. <laughs> like yeah. he he left. It, it was that whole troublesome thing. But but it helped me to like go back. Like his first episode, I think, is kind of crap. But I like the second episode onward. Okay. Uh, of those ones, but but what helps with the old Doctor Who too? I didn't realize because they're not really seasons or series. They're kind of OVAs in a in a oh. weird way. They just kind of like came out when they wanted to a lot of the time. So it was like, there's a lot of it, but it's also like, oh, they're kind of like spread out they're like weird discreet. little lights. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like when, once I was like hooked and I started going back, I was just sort of like, oh, okay, I'll check out like this Tom Baker and the pyramids thing where it's just sort of like, oh, okay. There's just like this six episode, like mini arc movie that happened. It's not really a season. It's just yeah. like a fit, you know? So it's, it's weird. Like it, it does help you get into it. Um, like I think Star Trek, you kind of, uh, you need to know the original like cast, but you don't really need to know like things that have, like you don't need to know like Khan's history or like yeah. any of that shit. And Doctor Who, like, because it's, it's, it has the benefit of comedy and melodrama. Like, if they need you to know something like he's going to make a joke out of it, like they'll, they'll, they'll give you the monologue. The He'll be to... yeah, the context you need while he's running around doing something silly, pulling a face, yeah. you know, doing all that. Well, uh, to, and just, the music. Yeah. Just today <laughs> I heard Dr. Who describe like I heard some, I read someone describe it as like, if you don't understand Dr. Who, just think of all the goofy episodes of Star Trek where they all have to be Robin Hood characters or, yeah. they, you know, they're getting chased <laughs> by a giant scary clown and that's nothing but those. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is kind of what they're chasing a lot of the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was pro. I was I was excited enough to see what time it went up. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Cool, I can just turn it on and watch it as they oh. come. So cool. Uh, well, yeah, all I've got is TV. So the one that we might. Well, I know Dave, you watched. I uh, I went to finish it. I stayed up till midnight last night making sure I finished <laughs> it so that we could talk yeah. about it. Yeah. But so we're like talking probably the, I was gonna say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the last yeah. thing we should talk about in this episode is is the Scott Pilgrim show. Okay. okay. Well, so we'll save that. before that, Weese, I could mention that on your recommendation, I'm I've just started watching Scavenger's Reign, and I'm only three oh, episodes cool. in, but holy uh, shit, that is a show. Isn't that great? Wow. <laughs> like I'm I'm only six in I only watched episode. the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did uh so far. <laughs> so I mean, did did you agree? It kind of felt like those like space centric image comics because that's that's kind of the vibe that I was yeah. getting. Yeah. Yes, it feels like something that Rick Remender could have written. Yes, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's just very satisfying to like be thrown into an environment that has its own rules and like figure out what's leading to what. I yeah. guess. Yeah. In that kind of like world building sense, I love the quiet. I I I I'm, I think you at some point you referenced like Eon Flux. Maybe last oh, maybe, uh, yeah. last time when you mentioned that, and mm -hmm. and what I yeah, what I like is I like all the non dialogue moments, the quiet moments yes. where you're just sort of seeing how this world works, and you don't even necessarily need to understand it. 
because however the inherent like exobiology of this planet functions and all you know mm-hmm. works together in 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 harmony you 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 see it you 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 see this um um what's the word coex not coexistence but um how nature oh, bio reliance bio yeah, yeah you know bio <laughs> bio state the 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 way a natural environment supports itself and all fits together. There's a phrase. There's a word. Yeah, for I know. I'm doing the same thing. I just yeah. can't get to the word. I'm just buying um, time. But uh, dependence. No. No. But it says it will. <laughs> well, it'll 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 come to me. Um. But yeah. Sure. It, it, but uh, the human element of them being stranded here and seeing how not only how, like in a way just the notion of survival is struggling against the place that has trapped you. Whereas Mm -hmm. what we're seeing with these characters and what's so compelling about it is how survival relies, not just on them struggling against it, but also learning, like becoming a part of this ecosystem and, and how that changes them. Um, yes. in, in all the ways mm-hmm. that it is changing them, you know, whether it's, it's <laughs> a, robots programming being rewired or, or the psychotropic, um, you know, mm-hmm. the visions and, and it's all just so, uh, uh, just weird and grotesque and compelling, like, like the, the bit of body horror mm-hmm. that is in this and, and, you know, yeah. what is, what is identity and what is it, how much of you <laughs> is you and how much of you is, is Mm-hmm. you know i i i feel like at some point this is it 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 can extend to the notion that you know how much of our 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 body is the collection of microbes that we are as opposed to this right so, you know like there's big ideas going on here and it's yeah and and i mean similarly i mean there's yeah there's a lot going and i'm only you know halfway through too but like the I haven't, I've, I mean, sci-fi always tries to do like the organic and the bionic stuff, but I like this particular flavor of like blending those two. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen before, or at least is like very interesting to me. It's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's very smart and it all makes logical Mm -hmm. sense that, yeah, that, that they, oh shit. No. Yeah. No, I love it. (laughs) I also love my, my mood lighting. Elbow bumped my mood lighting. I just got to watch more of it. Yeah. No, I was, I was trying to catch up on stuff this weekend, and uh, I don't know how much I'll have to talk about it, but a uh, second season of 30 Coins, uh, which What's I that? mentioned years ago. So this is... Um, it's a horror show on... I, I believe it's still... Yeah, it's on Max. Um it came out in the first season came out in like 2019. So like pre COVID. Um, and then the second season just got kept getting pushed, but it's from, uh, this director, Alex de la Iglesia, who is very, uh, like Spanish Sam Raimi in a lot of ways where he's just like, he's very good at taking like, uh, big left turns in like, kind of like that splatter, like monster kind of like sense. Um, The first season was a bit more grounded and it was still very, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, um, 
basically like priest hunting monsters. Like the 30 coins are like Judas's 30 coins. There's like certain like powers uh, with that, blah, blah, blah. But it's, and the first scene, again, like felt very grounded. The second season uh, is not. It, it is just like leans so far into it. It almost feels like, a, a Clive Barker soap opera in a way <laughs> that's like with Paul Giamatti with like this horrible uh, little goatee oh, right now. And I'm just, I'm enjoying that. Like one, I love seeing him have fun with something. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of reminded that like he was the only guy that had a good time on Tim Burton's planet of the apes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like everybody looked miserable, but he was just running around with a smile being like, I get to be an ape. Uh, <laughs> And he's, you know, uh, people are enjoying the holdovers that's yeah, yeah. in theaters yeah. right now. So it's like he gets to be in this touching holiday movie as well as running from hell's demons uh, <laughs> like and controlling it. So if you want like a big pulpy horror like time, like it's okay. it's just very fun. It's got um, one of the guys from Sense8. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the, one of the gay couple from uh, Sense8's. Uh, is in there. So it's, it's cool seeing him kind of transition. And honestly, like Marvel should like scoop the guy up. Like he's, he's rife for like action hero times at this point. Mm. But, um, the other one, I don't know, Dave, have you started Fargo season five yet? No, not yet. I, I, I did just renew my Hulu subscription for a 99 cents a month. Uh, so, so yes, that's, yeah, I, I, we, so we fell off of Fargo. Jan, mm-hmm. Jan got bored. I remember uh, that. Is the Chris Rock season the most recent season? Yeah. And while I liked it, that is definitely the worst season. Wow. Okay. So, uh, like Glenn Turman was really, really good. Like really, really good. If I remember right. Um, and as I said, I still really enjoyed it, but yeah, a lot of people fell off of that one. So this one started with a bang. The uh, okay. I, I watched the two that are out today. Um, yeah, just yeah. Well, I mean, we were just talking about it today, so I could I, I'm I'm implanting mm-hmm. it in her mind that like, honey, we really should watch this show. Have you seen the Have I told you about the cast of the show? <laughs> Jesus Christ, John Hamm, Juno Temple, sweetie, yeah. like it's a it's a fucking banger of a cast. Well, like yes, and seeing those combination of people where it's just sort of like, Oh, I get to see Jennifer Jason Lee and Dave Foley in an eye patch talking to each other. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of like very fun comment. Yeah. And Juno Tempo's temple is, is just killing it so far. Um, she should change her name to Juno Tempo though. That's, Juno I mean, Ju- Juno so Temple bad. is itself a memorable, unique name, but if it was yeah. Juno Temple, <laughs> that would be some, that, that would be a little, it's a little more playful and I like it better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call her that from now on. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was that thing where like the, just the opening scene of season five was like, oh, they wanted to get people back and I need to check and make sure that Noah Hawley is still working on that alien show for FX, which he is. <laughs> oh, great. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very good. That is very encouraging to hear. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll enjoy I, th- I think you'll at least like, like that first episode, I think will grab your attention. We'll right. should grab Jana's attention. <laughs> Let me know. But uh, yeah, that's 
all I got for TV until the big one. So I'll leave this open <laughs> if anyone's got anything else. Um, I played a, a couple of games, um, and they are all they are both remakes of old games. Um, I hey. grabbed uh, Pocky and Rocky Reshrined since it Almost was like did that. eleven dollars on Amazon. Yep. Uh, for a physical, it's just been steadily dropping, dropping in a way. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, bam, doing it. Um, unfortunately, I'm not having a great time with it. Uh, I uh, can see how, like, it's got all the same, you know, like, expansiveness and, and like, this is the thing you remember, but bigger and better uh, that Tengu Project has done with their previous two re-releases, Wild Guns and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Ninja, Ninja Saviors, Ninja Warriors, that series. Um, which right. were, which were both awesome. I loved both of those remakes. Um, mm. and, and, you know, they, they, playing those remakes prompted me to go back and spend time with the original games, which I had never done before. And luckily, you know, it's, it's awesome that wild guns is, is on switch online. So you can really check oh, them yeah. out back to back yeah. and, and see how they compare and mm-hmm. see how, oh yeah, this new version is, it's that everything I liked about the original, but bigger and better. Um, it, it was said in people said in reviews that Pocky and Rocky Reshrined was very much a different game. Like it, it's better mm-hmm. to think of it as a sequel than a remake. Oh. Um, and while I'm sure that's true, I haven't seen much of it because it's fucking hard as balls. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just to double check myself, I went back and replayed the original. And by comparison, the original is like, well, this is breezy and arcadey, and it's challenging, yeah. but like. I feel confident about getting through this and I don't feel like it's doing anything unfair. Whereas this one just feels like it is just brutally steamrolling me. And I had to enter a cheat show, a cheat code just to get uh multiplayer to unlock multiplayer. Otherwise wow. you have to play through the whole game once to unlock it. Uh, uh, you can't do that these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that seemed a bit brutal. Uh, Cause I thought, well, maybe that's designed around multiplayer. And if I'm playing with, you know, one of my kids, maybe the two of us mm-hmm. together, it'll no, we just got crushed halfway through the first level. Um, you know, I, if it was me, I, I, I still enjoy it. Like I still see how, yeah, this is the same fun game. It does all the same things. It is bigger and better and expands upon the levels. And I think, I I could probably spend more time with it solo and just really start to, you know, just inch my way through the levels in a very safe way. But I got this game to be a fun multiplayer game to play with my kids, to do some fun couch yeah. co-op, because uh, I thought that they would get a kick out of it. And it just shut them down so hard that they don't mm. want to return to it ever again. So unfortunately it's left kind of a sour taste in all of our mouths, which is a huge bummer because again, even yeah. just going back to the original, I was like, wow, this is a lot breezier and it is still hard, but not unfairly so. And so, so yeah, I, I was, I was, I was a little bummed. That's not to say I'm, I think it is definitely well worth $11 if you see it on sale. <laughs> um, okay. you know, Tim, I, I know that you have fond memories of, of the original and, and uh, have, have you tried Reshrined at all? Yeah, I I got it. I I only played it like once. I don't really remember much other than yeah. it's not like the first one. Yeah. As yeah. much as you think it is. Yeah. Um and then the other one is uh I downloaded the demo for the um Samba de Amigo remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I tried It's a very short demo, right? It is very short. It's only two Yeah, songs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cuz I did play it. <laughs> I yeah, forgot I did. Yeah. And it is 
I mean, I yeah. can't say I can think <laughs> of a better way to implement the Maraca shake than the way that they do it, even though it still doesn't feel quite right. I don't see how they could have done it any better necessarily. And I have to remind myself, I owned two sets of maracas. I owned an official Sega set and I owned a third party set. Neither of them ever worked perfectly. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, maybe. my thing is like, I tried it on and it's switch light, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I was like, how, how fun is this going to be? Because the dreamcast game I played mostly on a, like I played the maracas like once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As a novelty thing, like at MAGFest. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, it's it feels good on the controller versus like this one. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I would just rather play like theater rhythm or something else, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what I found, Weiss, is that all the extra moves that this one adds in lend mm-hmm. themselves a lot better to actually shaking joy cons around than they oh, do okay. to the button you know like trying to achieve all that new stuff that they're doing with the button inputs yeah. is just is, it's yeah. not fun um <laughs> it makes a lot more sense with the with the physical movements and um uh a it makes me think like yeah I, again it's it, it's not perfect because it's dependent not on height but on the orientation of the Joy-Con. Like you actually have mm-hmm. to point them upward to shake them up. You actually have to point them sideways to shake the middles and you have to point them downward to shake them down, which mm-hmm. makes sense that it can't track height. I get it. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as you keep that in mind, it, it works fairly well, even though I felt like I constantly had to remind myself to do that while playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also made me think like, this is a fairly good implementation of this. Why haven't, um, I feel like everyone says that there should be more light gun games on switch, but the one that they did, the house of the dead remake got totally butchered because they didn't just make it a fucking pointer. They, um. which, you know, it seems, I, I feel like the left joy con that's got the infrared sensor on it was billed as look, this thing is just like a Wiimote, but better and more sensitive even than a Wiimote plus. Uh, and there were great light gun ports on the Wii. Why can't we just recreate that perfectly for the switch? Um, that has not been accomplished successfully, which is a bummer, but either way, this is here nor there because my six year old fucking played those songs over and over and over. And she loves it so much. It gave her so much joy more than any other music rhythm game I've ever foisted upon her. Um, She really, really fell hard for this demo to the point where Mm -hmm. next time I see it go on sale for 20 bucks, I'm going to have to make it part of our library. Nice. Is it still on sale for 20 bucks? It might still be on sale for 20 bucks. I think I would like, I, I believe there is a package that includes all the DLC songs. Oh, which yeah, I it's still 20 bucks for. right now. Oh, really? All right. Yep. Still $20 if well, you want to make her Christmas wishes come true. That is something I could do then. Because that's good that she enjoyed it because I bought it for twenty dollars. It was on the <laughs> sale. It's like sitting above my head somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, there's our there's there's my kid friendly recommendation yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was one that I knew clearly I wasn't going I knew before I started that demo that this was geared yeah. towards the Joy-Cons. So. Yeah. In yeah. theory, we yes. you can pair a set of Joy-Cons with the Switch Lite. 
and like yeah if you, i get them if you, if, yeah if, <laughs> if you somehow yeah they are. yeah that's the thing yeah controllers never went back to 30 bucks which is a bummer <laughs> nope, they just keep going up and up and up and up and up yeah <laughs> and i think that's all from me as far as games yeah yeah i don't think i, don't, I have anything else i really want to touch on yeah um yeah so yeah it's well, like, i've got like three movies that'll come out like after this like i'm seeing godzilla thursday yeah. but yeah, i'm seeing that at some point <laughs> next weekend i am excited so. to check out um the uh, uh uh please don't destroy and the treasure of foggy mountain which is a let me know because i've heard mixed okay even even for people that like please don't destroy so i i like them a lot more i i heard them on conan i heard them talk to conan yeah, the heard that comedy one. festival yeah, uh yeah. I, I that that i i appreciated them more i've always kind of liked their stuff on the show and but but mm-hmm. hearing hearing them you know talk to conan I, I i enjoyed that conversation a lot and that sort of sold me on well i got to check out this movie especially so most of the headlines i've seen about this movie have been to the effect of like yeah i missed a lot of the dialogue because i was laughing every 90 seconds so oh, good. Like, okay. it, it seems it it feels like a really just a good lauren michaels produced you know <laughs> uh sketch comedy guy written comedy like like they don't mm-hmm. make no more <laughs> you get like one open. a year yeah you never hear about it yeah i'm shaking my head because i hear my kid not going to sleep upstairs oh, no. <laughs> a little shit it's just causing trouble it. on you know yeah all right mm-hmm. um anyways yeah so let's talk about scott God, pilgrim takes off so i yeah hang I, on one moment here oh, uh so uh, we're probably going to spoil the shit out of this because you can't really talk yeah. about it without doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yep. if, if you if you want to watch it first, you need to go do that now because yeah. we're going yeah. to speak freely. And this is the last thing we're going to talk about on this episode. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. either yeah. And if you're sticking around, around we'll see you. Bye. This has been Triple Radio. Catch you later. Now time to talk yeah. about Scott Pilgrim takes off. Uh, that was courteous. So, yeah, yeah I was like. I needed to make sure that I saw at least one episode before work. I watched three and then I watched one during lunch and then I watched the rest <laughs> of them immediately after work. Yeah. We, we, we watched them in two, four episode blocks across uh-huh. last Saturday and Sunday. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I would have, I would have watched all eight in one sitting if, if given, mm-hmm. which I mean, yeah, I just blew through that super fast. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that, you know, you know, if you've watched this or you're about to find out if you just stuck around without watching it is that this show does starts off with the appearance of closely following the Scott Pilgrim story that, you know, originated from the graphic novels, became a movie that is not as good as River City Rumble. And uh, <laughs> according to Cracked and, and according to Cracked, um, more that's one person is the most people's first impression of X-Strike Studios is that our movie is better than the Scott Pilgrim movie. Um, and you know, a, a video game that is also cool. Um, and it just was just like, Oh, they're putting it on Netflix as an anime. And they got back the entire cast, which is insane. Cause yeah. most of those people are way more famous now <laughs> than they were when they made Scott Pilgrim yeah, versus nuts. the world. Yeah. Um, well, and not just like, like the cast is, is the big thing that like, especially if you just saw the movie as well, where you're just like, Holy shit. But also, Science Saru is one of the best 
like anime companies right now. Like mm-hmm. they're it's not Miyazaki, but it's kind of like the next, you know, like they they didn't half ass it. Like they definitely could have like cut corners on that end of things. Um like I I went in knowing that it was going to differ from the stories. I didn't know how, but BD Grabinski and Edgar Wright were both like, well, we didn't want to do it unless it had something else, like something new. Cause they were just like, we're not going to tell the same story again. It's been done twice now, you know, three times technically mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Like right as we were sitting down, like uh, Lauren made like an offhand comment uh, to, to Richard that it was not, you know, he's just like, Oh, you know, I heard it's uh, not the same. I was just like, okay, well, let's see what happens here. And it, and it is the same for about 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is the exact same shit for basically the first episode. And then Scott Pilgrim seemingly dies uh, fighting Matthew Patel. Um, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had zero (laughs) clue. So when that happened, I I did a double take like that seriously (laughs) just pulled the rug out from under me. So, yeah, this show becomes this crazy Elseworlds. What if storyline where it's like, well, (laughs) what if, you know, Scott Pilgrim lost to the first yeah. evil X and how does this affect everyone else? And then instead of <laughs> focusing on Scott Pilgrim, um, who does show back up later in the show? Uh, you know, the show is, is following Ramona as she's trying right. to find out what happened to this guy. She had one date with, and mm-hmm. you're now seeing all of these characters in the Scott Pilgrim verse, uh, yeah. you know, in a completely different way. <laughs> No, it was it was one of those things where like because I knew that they were going to change things. I didn't know what when it happened. It was still very shocking. But like once it was going, it was just like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. we, you know, he fixed the my main problem with the movie, which is Ramona mm-hmm. in a way yeah. like. <laughs> like not like one give, just giving her time in general, but doing the thing that I wanted out of the movie, which is like, well, why does she like him? Like, we know why he likes her. We never really get like, I, yeah, I really like, no, I agree. you know, uh, yeah, her, we see like, none of her in her life thing. in any way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and just like, like, uh, I don't know if it was the first or second episode. There was, there was an interaction where like they bring up Scott and she smiles and I'm like, Oh, that's what the movie needed. <laughs> it was just like that moment. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, uh, Dave, I'm curious, like the, you know, the main uh, complaint, and this is where I am. And again, like I loved it, but uh, there are voice actors who are better than other voice actors. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I felt like every, I loved the cast of the movie better than I liked the way that they were implemented. And it really has nothing to do with their lack of trying or Edgar Wright's mm-hmm. lack of directorial ability. It's just that yeah. inherently they it, like that movie. I, I, I per, mm-hmm. okay. Blanket statement. I'm not a fan of the movie. Um, okay. And it, it's nothing wrong with the movie. I don't movie. love it either. Okay. There's nothing wrong with the yeah. movie per se, uh, except for. I love it, but it has that one flaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I think it is perfectly fair to criticize the movie for glossing over a lot of the uh, graphic novels, more nuanced 
story beats, um, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, but again, it's an adaptation for another medium. Things get sacrificed along the way. Um, but just, ah, the as stylized as the movie was, you just can't make a live action film as stylized as Brian Lee O'Malley's artwork because there's so much, mm -hmm. not just emotion, but the use of perspective and the use of distortion and the use of the, 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 the way he, you know, you, you, you can elongate body proportions in a graphic novel in ways that just can't get translated to screen. I think unless you're the Wachowskis and you're making speed racing. Um, like you're you're playing you're that's the adaptation thing right you're playing to the strength of that like yeah like the movie played to the strength of live action and implemented like like i think what's fun about going back to the movie now is so many people have ripped off that style that you're like oh yeah they created that yeah. look yeah. in a, that live action look in a lot of ways um so uh, so in uh to your question about yeah. voiceover weiss while watching this, it occurred to me that this is the the actor, not that the mm -hmm. actors are doing a better job, but this is a wonderful opportunity for this wonderful cast to yeah. embody these characters in a way that is better and truer than they ever could have in live action. That's I just didn't expect like I've had friends drop off because of the voice acting. No, seriously. Wow. Yeah. No, I came like my problem what like I didn't think the voice acting was nearly as good as it as the acting in the movie. Like I, I felt really? like people except I mean like except for uh Roxy, who is a professional voice actor, who was just like yeah. heads and tails better than like any scene that she was in. But I my thing was like I didn't she, think it was necessary. She stood out. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I want to just while we're on May yeah. Whitman. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I would. I would say the exact opposite. Obviously, she is a wonderful voice actor, but like the degree to which she is doing a voice is so mm -hmm. obvious compared to everyone else's more naturalistic performance. It stands see, out I and doesn't match the tone. See, to me, it was like everybody was like dropping energy to me in a lot of ways, but I didn't know if that was necessarily like them as much as I think like, like the worst to me was, I think it was episode three because they put like the three characters that are Daria together. <laughs> and like, that's not a good idea to put Ramona and Kim and uh, Julie, like having like two person scenes together. See, I love like, I, I had the exact yeah. opposite reaction. This is so funny because I like, I honestly, <laughs> I, this is no, I don't mean to knock, um, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, yes, I don't yes, mean yes. to knock her, but honestly, like, I didn't think she had a lot of screen presence or chemistry mm -hmm. at all in the film. And I felt that her vocal performance was given fresh life in the, like, it's not that she's I acting it, differently, but she yeah. is given the opportunity to, mm -hmm. there's way I more life to did, the visuals. I think she, she, what I was getting is that she matches energy really well. So when she was playing with somebody who was upbeat, mm -hmm. like when she's playing with, uh, let's call him Gordon Goose or, um, uh, 
or Scott or somebody that's like a bit more upbeat. She's like matching them like super well. Okay. And it, I didn't think it was like a performance thing as much as it's just like a couple characters that are playing like low energy, like matched together. Like, see, I honestly, again, when, like, with Julia, yeah. I honestly forgot that it was Aubrey Plaza at first because of mm -hmm. how dynamic I thought her vocal performance was. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like to me, it was like the early on stuff was a lot harder than like once it got going. But that definitely wasn't the the draw of the show. Wasn't the performances to me? Wow. Like, I, I think I, that I there honest, was. I loved them all. I especially loved Jason Schwartzman. I thought he was yeah very yeah, gung ho yeah, yeah, yeah. about. I I think the because there's. Like on the opposite side, like there's so much fun with that format being like, oh, blank gets to talk to blank that they didn't get to mm -hmm. before. Like seeing seeing those weird like character like mixes is kind of like the meta game of like watching the, the season where you're just sort of, oh, Lucas Lee gets to talk to Wallace <laughs> or, you know, like whatever that weird like matchmaking like sort of thing. Like I think there was only a couple spots that like like stood out to me i guess i'll say that i think like, and I, I i put the movie on right before i had like what like the night before i put the movie so on right after i finished the finale of the show ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> i thought the, like i i think perhaps arguably the most laconic and deadpan performance is young mm -hmm. neil but I mm -hmm. love his voice so much. I love that oh, actor's yeah. unique vocal tick that he does yeah, yeah. that I, mm -hmm. I, 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 it made me love the character. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, and I think like, cause and David Gravinsky is like, yeah, there wasn't, I don't know why, but that guy is me. So I wrote that guy as me <laughs> just like kept doing that. So I gave him like a lot of the best lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I, honestly mm -hmm. loved all the vocal performances and it's funny that if you ask me which one i like may whitman struck me as the most false and like put yeah. on i don't know like like i definitely got a jolt whenever like she was on like whether it was presentational or not like it it definitely worked and it was it made me happy to see more like whenever roxy showed up I was like, yay, more Roxy. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Well, I also, I, I, I didn't remember Chris Evans being quite that, <laughs> doing no, quite I think that, that much of a character voice in the film. Uh, when, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, over the course of the season, I'm like, no, all right, this is just this guy. And, and, and it was fine. <laughs> well, and, and also, like, I think that was, it was tricky again to have Lucas Lee and, um, I forget what uh, Brandon Roth, uh, the vegans, yeah. um, odd, uh, with similar like dumb guy, low voice energy, but yeah, like making yeah. them separate from each other, uh, which I thought separated enough, but also they weren't in that many like seeds together. If yeah. I remember right. Yeah. yeah but all of that said, I mean, like, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, again, all of that said, I loved it. You know, mm. like, and blew through it and all of that. Um, and obviously, like, getting to see more, uh, like, Easter eggs implanted and all of all of that in, in natural ways. Mm. Uh, hearing Liam Lynch music <laughs> was, uh, 
my favorite, getting to hear some fucking Syphil and Ollie when Lucas Lee started skating and, of course, Tony Hawk music. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, Will Forte. I think Will Forte is at a, a an inspired casting choice. <laughs> I know. That one was, it was weird at first to just have somebody that was like a celebrity that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. And then I'm just sort of like, whoa, that's weird. But this is working. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to pick anybody, that was a perfect choice. Yeah. Um, and that fucking song was a fucking song from Bubblegum Crisis that they like, uh, it was like, it was the most obscure thing to pull was like a background or like a removed, like their, their trio song. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. And he made Will Forte learn it in Japanese, if I remember <laughs> right. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful to yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I also loved, I loved, loved, loved this whole show. I loved everything about it. I, the fact that I was caught completely unawares by the bait and switch of like, this is, this <laughs> yeah, is a yeah. beat for beat retelling. But then all of a sudden, of course, it takes off. That makes sense. Um, and, uh, I was and, so thrown at the, uh, yeah, the first episode for <laughs> like the opposite reason where I'm just sort of like weird. What are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, yeah, just the opportunity for all of these characters that, and that's the thing it, now it, it's been a while since I read the books. Um, yeah. but, um, you know, I think arguably, well, my, my favorite thing about the books is both the sort of wonderful sense of personal nostalgia for me for feeling that age and feeling both that anything is possible, but also that your life is somewhat adrift and what am I mm-hmm. going to do with the rest of my life and, and who am I and what do I want? Um, but also the, my other favorite thing about it is, is the sense of, of redemption, you know, is, is the fact that you are heroes mm-hmm. Um, as I, as I recall, Ramona did get a bit of this too, as she finally realized like, you know, oh, are, who, who's the real villain, the seven evil exes or me at the very least that question gets asked, if not maybe outright yeah, answered. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to like the, as much as like, I understand arguments with like the ending of the live action, but one of the things I liked about the live action is how clearly Scott is the villain versus like other modes where it's just sort of like, it's okay. It's just so sort of like, no, no, he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, like that's not good. <laughs> it's taking a long time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like that stands out even more now where it's just like, Oh, he's just being an asshole. Oh yeah. Oh, and I read, I read before the show started when it was presumed <laughs> that it was st- still going to be a pretty straight retelling. You know, I, I read a <laughs> whole big think piece about like, does this even play anymore in 2023? <laughs> like, how are they gonna tell the same story again when now we, you know, we, the, the, Mm-hmm. There, there's so many people that maybe didn't get that message or, or, you know, with, with, with incel culture and men's mm-hmm. rights that, that, you know, the, sure. that the sweet, Misery, nice yeah. guy deserves to get the girl and right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but for me, what I, what I loved about this retelling is, is the opportunity for not just our leads, Scott and Ramona mm-hmm. to 
review their past mistakes and earn some kind of redemption, but for everyone to do so. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I felt like it was both, I, I don't want, but, but it, but it didn't feel indulgent and nostalgic in the same way that, um, mm -hmm. I really liked the matrix resurrections, but it was inarguably mm -hmm. a, like an indulgent sort of, I, I think, you know, let's, let's give these characters, a, a chance to be heroes one last time and well the thing with resurrections is that it's built into the culture so much that they had to make that part of the movie well yeah yeah like, if you're if you're doing the meta thing you're just sort of like okay we need to wrestle with what is the matrix versus like scott pilgrim if it's you know it has its moment it has its fandom certainly but it's not you know, there's not a phrase called red pilling that has to do with Scott Pilgrim. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, no, but I, I agree. Like, like Scott Pilgrim could have easily. And I think that's that's a magic trick that they really pull off. I think with all four versions is that it doesn't feel like it's just using the references for showiness. Like it all they, they all kind of like build in a very nice like. Way. obviously the video game is a video game so it can get away with video game stuff a little easier but uh yeah, I, yeah it, it, it does it is feel meta textual without feeling um without feeling like it's winking at you yeah i guess mm -hmm. it's it's not cynical i guess <laughs> yeah, in yeah. in one sense too because it easily could be and i think that's what helps that's a good way to put it uh, yeah and i think that goes well with like Toronto-ness in general too yeah which I think like is one of those things that I always forget is one of my favorite parts of Scott Pilgrim is just like I like Toronto stories like I put on yes. turning red afterwards because I was just like I wanted more Toronto and I honest I've been thinking about why that is why those sort of stories about Toronto appeal I I, I think in a way it's because it reminds us of where we grew yes. up in the Northeast, like, but sort of an yeah. idealized, like Toronto really is the big city of the mm -hmm. Northeast, mm -hmm. the snow covered, uh, you know, it's, it's what we imagined mm -hmm. Buffalo to be when we were living yeah. there. No, a, a hundred thousand. Like if you're especially, uh, not living there, like I will definitely throw on stuff to be like, Oh, okay. That reminds me of there and like anything canada especially toronto it's yeah. like whenever i go there i forget how fucking big that place is <laughs> it is fucking insane because yeah. you know it's it's like the new york city of canada it's, it's yeah. not some tiny right. city it is massive i always feel like yeah. i'm gonna be able to walk everywhere and that's just not possible no 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 it's right yeah too yeah big. yeah too big <laughs> yeah um yeah tim how are you feeling i feel like uh yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have a problem with the voice acting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just really enjoyed the show, and and you yeah. know, it was additive to the Scott Pilgrim, you know, mm -hmm. universe rather than just being. Because yeah, if the, if the show was just like retelling that the the comics, it would have been like, okay, that was cool, and then you never would have yeah. thought about it again. But this adds right. so much more, you know, along the way that it's like, oh, cool, that's. That's great. Mm -hmm. And, and doing it with, yeah, get getting that whole cast back, you know, it, yeah. it just, it feels like yeah. it all melds together really nicely with, 
that, that, that they have, you know, four distinct kind of tellings or, I mean, this one's yeah. obviously much different than the other three uh, in terms of its story, but. Uh, but that makes yeah. it more of a companion piece. Yeah. And, and of the four, you know, versions of this story, right. I feel like it is, it, it is the one I feel like best sits side by side with the original graphic novel because yes. they are both most similar in storytelling. Um, I, I think it achieves mm-hmm. what the graphic novel achieves mm-hmm. to, to a greater degree. And, and yeah, they can sort of coexist side by side and you can enjoy them both as a continuing yeah, well, story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one, one of the things I read a lot from, I just, I like the, the co-writer on this one. So I read a lot of stuff, but like, cause he was trying to get the feeling of reading, you know, Scott Pilgrim for the first time. And he's like, you forget how long it takes for that first evil X to show up. Like, and it's like your brain just explode. Like if you don't know, what's going to happen because so much was going on. So like that, that was a lot of the motive for like switching things up. It's just like, how do we get people to feel like that? They don't realize they need, you know, that kind of thing. That at least that is exactly a thought that I had the other night that I meant to say, but that, that, that puts such Mm -hmm. a fine point on it. It is the best way to, it recreates the experience of reading Scott Pilgrim for the very first time in a way that neither of the other two adaptations did. Yeah. Which is what I think all great sequels that, mm-hmm. which, which I, I feel this is the second time I've made this comparison, but it's, it's what tears to kingdom is to breath of the wild tears to kingdom is so similar in many mm-hmm. fundamental ways, but also it is like a way to experience breath of the wild. What, what made breath of the wild special anew all over again for mm-hmm. the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's like how I think about when I played Starfield, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like me playing Fallout 3 for the first time. It feels mm-hmm. like I'm playing Fallout 3 again, you know, ah, which was a problem I had with Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, and, and just like, <laughs> like, yeah, the second I went to Vats, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And that's a tough thing with sequels and stuff is like, yeah. you want the feeling of seeing it, of doing it the first time, yeah. not doing yeah. it again. And that is so difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, obviously I like the live action more than you guys, but I think it's what I love about Scott Pilgrim is it gives everybody such a playground to do in their medium uh, what that medium does best. Like all four of those work, you know, the game works great as a game. Mm. You know, the comic works great as a comic. The movie works great as a movie. The anime works great as an anime. Yeah. And like they work best because of those like. I mean, we didn't even touch on just how good this, you know, anime looks. Oh my like, God. It's there's some gorgeous. gorgeous moments, you know, that sort of thing. And, and like, as franchises go, it might be the best franchise. If it's four for four, that's I pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. Yeah. Just yeah, and the music. Like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, kinetically exhilarating to watch. Um, just yeah, mm-hmm. ah, the 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 col the the colors, the use of color, the use of Ramona's hair color, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the way and as a framing device was really good too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I liked how there for me who doesn't watch a lot of anime but has seen enough of it 
to both recognize the common tropes and either appreciate them or mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or or not, not. appreciate them. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, they're doing that they're again. Stupid. You know, I I saw enough of what was familiar to me. Like, oh, just it was mostly in the timing. Like, oh, that mm. th- these sorts of dialogue timing beats feel like anime mm-hmm. in a way that is hard to define. Um, the yeah. way that there will you know, a conversation will end but then a character will have one more excited line and then cut to the next scene um yeah there was there was one really funny hard cut early on i know exactly what you mean yeah (laughs) well i it's interesting too because like this isn't directed so science saru is a studio that was started by yuasa who is like the you know main dude great director that did like inuo and like all of those he Mm -hmm. didn't direct this but it is his studio but like he is he doesn't really do uh like tropey stuff like hmm. he's known for doing the experimental anime stuff so mm-hmm. like this might be the most <laughs> the traditional you know, traditional anime he's made in a way like That's funny. and i think like yeah the <laughs> the the original scott pilgrim is loves anime so much i was just like so happy to uh, like picture Brian Lee O'Malley seeing this for the first time being like, Oh, you got your anime, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. A new Anamanaguchi. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew I needed a, a Anamanaguchi version of God only knows. <laughs> <laughs> and use the music from the game, which is cool. Just tying it yeah. all together. <laughs> yep. Got that yeah. in there. Yeah. I think that's about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Great show. Yeah. I know. It's already it's on my on my list. It'll come back when we do our end of the mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. That, I guess that's that's the next thing is that um Is that already? Yeah. Yep. We're we were at the end of the year. Our next episode will be blank of the year. <sighs> uh at some point in later December. We'll have to figure yeah. that out. Oof. Um and all my movies change because there's a new Miyazaki coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's going to do it for this episode. This will be the last normal episode. Next time we'll just be reviewing the year, getting ready for MAGFest. Spoiler. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. So yeah, thanks yeah, for listening. For sure. I didn't see any movies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Dave didn't want to talk a whole lot. Yeah, exactly. And we'll catch y'all later. Great. Wonderful. Nice diet. and light. Yeah, nice and easy. Diet, diet triple radio. Yeah. I mean, it was like, 20 minutes shorter than we usually cool. are or maybe 10 i don't know you sometimes yeah, we end up starting later too but you so really like, feel those true. extra 20 minutes of filler i think yeah <laughs> this was lean and mean. we, we got in under yeah it's before 10 o'clock so yeah it was, it was <laughs> we're still at our freshest we could have gone episode by episode through scott pilgrim i wasn't sure how yeah. long that would go but yeah. i'm still recording actually i'm leaving this in but now i'm going to cut it off okay, okay bye everyone All right, bye. Bye. Bye.